Hello, sweet, sweet little babies. Sweetest little babies. It's that time again. Hello, and thank you for joining us for podcast. And Don't... welcome to our podcast. You interrupted today. My intro I will be interviewing Mike Falzone. Mike, you're turning it on pretty. Thanks top so right now. much for being here with us today. Are you? Are I have a few questions for you. Why are you talking um, like that? So. Oh, there yeah. it is. Wait, the uh, small so jazz like, quartet has to play in the corner. I'd like really for you all to <laughs> be welcomed and feel welcomed today. Yep. Um, today we have a great show ahead of us. Uh-huh. Uh, we have Mike Falzone here. Yeah, always. Uh, I'm Zoya, a.k.a. Coffee Girl. Um, I just want to thank everyone for being a part of our show and really loving being here and uh, we really love doing this for you too. So with that said, our podcast, All yeah. Right. What are you doing? So today I would like to ask you a series of questions. Okay. And I'd like to interview you. Why, can I ask you a question before we get started? I'll play well, along. No, no, you can't. I don't get any no. questions. Why? Well, that's my question, is why are you act, talking like that? Well, I wanted, it goes along with something I have written down. Well, why don't you say the thing? Why don't you say the thing that you have written down? I want to be an interviewer for Cinefix. Okay. So this is like your audition tape? Right. Why do you want to do this so badly? I don't know. I thought of it last night, and I just, I want to do it. Do you want to so tweet be... out at Cinefix, guys? Yeah. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think what that's if I got a job jobs. like that? Seriously, I think you have to. You got to provide some things. If you pop that pen one more time, I'm going to jump pens. through the screen door. Popping. Oh. Pens. Oh boy. Okay. Very Zoya heavy episode. Sorry. <laughs> this week for sure. Okay, I'll play along, man. You want a job? You think you can interview the celebs? Might as well start by interviewing an F-lister. <laughs> That's my nickname, the F-lister. For Is it hot in here or do I have a fever? No, it's warm in here. Oh, Mike's sick God. as hell. Thank God it's warm in so here. So, Mike Falzone, tell us uh, why did you get sick? Hey, uh, well, we had some visitors over. Okay. And then the, the, my lady, are you my girlfriend in this scenario or are you just a different? Um, whatever. Nope, not whatever. Gotta, I'm just the gotta, interviewer. Just please stop popping I'm the pen. pen. I'm sorry. Have to stop popping the pen. <laughs> you have to. It's done. Oh, give me the done. pen. Put no. it over here. No. It won't be popped over here. Okay, it's not going to get popped over here. Oh. Okay, so you have to decide. I am. You are. Okay, well then you should know damn well why I got sick. You're sneezing into my mouth for a week and a half. We had some friends over, and then you went ahead and you took them to Venice Beach, and then you all got germs inside your nose from probably the water at Venice, Venice Beach, and that's what everyone who lives over here was saying, that you went swimming, and then you got uh, every bacteria in your nose and mouth and throat. Right. And then you coughed them into my mouth and throat, and now I uh, have to live my life like this. Right. Real excited to be here tonight. 
I'm so glad that you are excited. Um, so tell us a little bit about your week. I hear you had a, a very interesting week. Okay. I already have some constructive criticism, but what? I'll talk to you about the week. Uh, I didn't do uh, – I feel like I did do a lot. We did do a lot this week. But I felt – I over the past three days, I felt like I've done as little as humanly possible. Well, because you weren't feeling well. Right. There's more than three days in a week. Right, but I can't remember past the last three days. I'll I'll tell you about what what I remember. Okay. I shot and edited a music video from my friend Skippy mm-hmm. over there on the East Coast, mm-hmm. who was actually on an episode of Welcome to the Podcast mm-hmm. once. With Melissa Mulligan. With Melissa Mulligan, his voice instructor, my mm-hmm. voice instructor, yay. They came over to the to Los Angeles, and we we did a video in Santa Monica mm-hmm. in the that trusty old Gibson space, the Gibson showroom in mm-hmm. uh, Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. We did that. I just finished editing that, the first draft. And I sent it over to them. Mm-hmm. Lightning quickness—that's what they call in the video editing game. Mm-hmm. They call me Lightning McQueen. Awesome. Yeah, and because yeah. um, I'm fast and I'm built like a car. Right. Okay, I just keep going. Right. Um, and so I did that. What else did we do this week? We went to a... Is that what you want me to do? Do you want me to keep going? Yes. Okay. I went to a concert with you. Tell me uh, who the concert was. Well, you were there, who so you should... No, it was a Sylvan Esso okay. concert. Okay. And I think a band called Preachers. No, it wasn't Preachers. What were they called? Was... You should know. You were there. It wasn't Preachers, but the name of their album is Preachers. Oh, well, I should look that up then. Yeah. Anyway, the opening band was very good. Mm-hmm. And you know what? At, that makes fucking sense, because we went to go see Tune Yards, and the opener was Sylvan Esso, mm-hmm. and now I'm a huge Sylvan Esso fan. Then we went to go see Sylvan Esso, and the opener was mm-hmm, you Preachers, yeah. and now I'm a big Preachers mm-hmm, fan. Yeah. It was there. Um, it was the... The opener's first show as a band, as a matter of fact. That's not true. That is true. Did they say that? Yes, they did. I feel like that's not true, because they had like a record and everything. Right, but it was their first time performing as a band. As an interviewer, you should have all of this info just ready to go and fact-checked, and you should know without a shadow of a doubt. I just came up with this last night. Okay. Well, between last night and now, there are several hours which you selfishly spent sleeping. There you were, in a dream state, not doing any research, staying up all night. To, I will pop this pen. <laughs> I'd rather you not. I'd rather you not. So we did that. Yes. What else, man? What else? Um, we were on a red carpet this week. Are you still trying to be an interviewer? Tell because us about that. Can I? You hate it. I need to interject. Yes. Well, you're not being an interviewer. I you're don't just, know. This is what you do every week. You're just being you from every week, and you just started it as like That's why a I'm radio me. DJ. Nope. It's just like... <laughs> That's not what an interviewer does. All right. So we were on the red carpet for Sin City. Yeah. Yeah. Are you back to regular? Yeah. <laughs> no, man. It, you, well, this is what, isn't this what spurred that on when we went yeah. to the red carpet? So we got invited to this red carpet thing by Cinefix, mm-hmm. and we're YouTubers on a Hollywood red carpet. 
YouTubers. Oof. Where people who entertain the internet on YouTube on a red carpet. That sounds much better. Mm -hmm. I always figured if you were a YouTuber, that I, I feel like I was trying to be an entertainer first. Right. And then YouTube came along. And I don't want to call myself a YouTuber because it makes me think that it's, uh, it's like calling an actor a TVer. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or calling a a songwriter a music videoist Mm. or an MTVer. You don't want to base what you do on a website. Right. Anyway, little tangent. That was good. You pulled that out of me. Yeah. That's an interviewer thing to do, right? Right. Um, So we were on this thing, and there was mass confusion. Mass confusion. (laughs) Since we are uh, internet video people, no one knows who we are, so we couldn't really get in. To anywhere, and once we actually did get in, there were no movie tickets per se. I think the people that we went with um, ended up getting into the movie, but we were, I had only had a bagel, and you had had a, maybe a yogurt. Yeah. So by the time 7 o'clock rolled around, we had to get up outs. But yeah. we, we did get to walk the red carpet, and because we don't have a publicist or whatever, this is what happens. You're like in this queue. With a bunch of people who are a lot more famous than you. And you stand in line and you walk a carpet. And then a bunch of people point a camera at you. And then there's a publicist lady who, uh, or, or guy, whatever gender your publicist happens to be. And he tells all the photographers who you are. And then they, take a, they decide whether you're important enough to take a picture of. So we had to like walk down. And they kept like ushering us to go. But we don't have any... like representation with us. We're just people kind of wandering around your back carpet area. Right. So we went through and we had to like introduce ourselves to photographers and then hashtag yawn and then some people cared enough to take our pictures then most people didn't and then we just kind of hung around for a while and looked at people Mm -hmm. which is essentially what you do when you're watching a red carpet on TV but we just did it there. Right. And we had a lot of fun. It was totally awkward. It was awkward. awkward, We're 100% um, in everybody's way. Yeah. But also, as a person... really cool. Right. As people who know for a fact that we don't necessarily have any business being on a Hollywood red carpet, it was very interesting to see. It was. I mean, you're like arm in arm, basically, with superstars. Yeah. We (laughs) smelled Mickey Rourke. Yeah. He smells lovely. Yeah. I was able to sit, stand, sit, stand right next to it was, Jessica Alba. Yeah. And her awesome, awesome dress and her shoes were just sure on point. Very pretty human being. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. And then a bunch of other people. There was Johnny Knoxville mm-hmm. came around. Yeah. And then we left and we went to the Hot Rock Cafe and we got cheeseburgers. Yeah. Not bad. Not, not a bad night. Not a bad night at all. Sometimes we go down the street. And we're inside all day, and then we go to Whole Foods, and then we get, like, some old macaroni, and it just happens to be heated up, and then we we come home, we eat it, watch some Netflix, call it a night. On this particular night, we, for, the, um, Whole Foods was foregone, and, uh... We went to Hollywood instead, yeah. and we hung out with Mickey Rourke and smelled yeah. him, and then we went home. Yeah. After cheeseburgers. Yes. We made friends with a waiter. Yes. Brandon. Brandon. Very nice man. Very nice man. Uh, we still didn't do the, the review. I what to review? Go give him, 
He asked us to oh, yeah, go on online. Oh, yeah, on the receipt. Yeah. Hey, when your server asked you to do a review on receipts and says, hey, this is a performance thing, we get a raise based on review. Do you do them? Do you do them? I've um, done them. I've never done them, but I really, really enjoyed him, so I'm yeah. going to do it. I used to, as you very well know, I used to be obsessed with Dunkin' Donuts when mm -hmm. we lived in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, Ur Day was a Dunkin' Donuts day. Mm -hmm. I ran on Dunkin'. Yeah, you really did. All the, uh, every day. Yeah. Uh, sorry for the sniffles. I'm sick. Go ahead and deal with it. So I went uh, every day to this place. And then eventually, for whatever reason, just started sucking real bad. Yeah. And uh, I did a one of those little performance things. One day it sucked on the particular <laughs> very badly. And they gave me one of those receipts. And they were like, fill out the survey. And I was like, don't mind if I do. Right. And then I think they texted me like a 5% off coupon or something like that. Well 5%, worth it. Yeah. 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 That's cool. I normally, I'm not, um, I, I know I should probably do those reviews, if it, especially if it matters whether or not they're getting like a raise. Well, you know it matters. Because how else would the company know how it's doing or how its employees are doing? I always opt out. Is yeah. that rude? I mean, you spent your time and money at the restaurant. Yeah. So it's like, how much more do you want from me? But if you liked your time or hated your time, I think that's who it's aimed towards. No one who just kind of had a so-so time at a restaurant is going to fill out a survey about anything. Right. If you really enjoyed your time, you're going to do it. And if you really didn't enjoy it, you're going to do it. But if you just went to somewhere because you were hungry and you wanted to eat, and then you ate, mission accomplished. Right. See you later. Right. No reason to bring surveys into the equation. Mm-hmm. I am um, moving on. Sure. <laughs> that was a good interviewer thing. I They're had, really taking the right. Yeah, right. I'm sorry. I had a very awkward um, encounter yesterday mm. at, at the salon. I, I, worked, I work Sundays. Okay. Not for long, though. I'm pretty excited about that. No more Sundays. No more Sundays. I'm picking up Tuesdays instead. All right. So, um, which is good because you write on Tuesdays. So. I do, for the time being. Yeah. So, anyway, um, I, I had a client that I had to move out of my chair, and she went and sat in the waiting room, and mm -hmm. I brought my next client back. Did she fall asleep in the chair? Or no. did you have to just... No, no, no. I had to just, you know, switch it around. There weren't enough chairs at the shop. Sure. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So I go up to the front to grab the first client that I moved mm -hmm. and bring her back to my station so I can finish her hair. And she's sitting right next to Caesar Milan. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know who he is, he's the dog whisperer. Was he like pinching her neck? And no. Going, psst, psst. No. So... I go to grab her and I'm like, all right, Jessica. And I'm like, look at him. And I like stop. And I'm like, hey, man, just like that. <laughs> just like he's a buddy. Like you grew up with him. He smiled so nicely at me. It was just, it was, it was really, it was yeah. kind of awkward, but it was, he was like nice about it. Sure. Yeah. I feel like no matter who it is, if they have any type of notoriety, you will be completely awestruck by them yeah 
Which is another reason you might want to go ahead and talk yourself out of this whole interview. You know what? I think I've been so much better. You have been better. You have been better. Not that yeah. you were ever like bad. You don't do rude things like run up no. to people. You just get all like <laughs> weird. I get shy. Like I, I'm like, oh my God. You get really excited and really shy at the same yeah. time. Yeah. But if you're an interviewer, you got to walk right up to these people and treat them like you've known them for years. Right. And you got to get certain specific information out. Yeah. As an that interviewer. That I know. That, that I do know. I'm going to have to do my homework as far yeah. as like that stuff goes. Like they asked me to um, uh, possibly host uh, kind of like a red carpet thing at something for Gibson, but it's something like metal related. Mm-hmm. And I don't know a ton about metal music. I would go as far as to say I know mostly nothing about mm-hmm. metal music. But if I end up getting that job, I'm going to have to, like, not look like an asshole and not know who anyone is. Right. You know, I'm going to have to. You should call our friend Bart. Bart? He loves metal. I feel like most of our friends from home love metal. Yeah. But basically, it's like whoever you're interviewing, you got to know a little bit to be able to. Like, sell whatever they're doing. Mm -hmm. And I, you know what? Another good thing is a big, like, pro for you doing this type of stuff is, so one of the very vain things we did after this whole red carpet thing, I believe my mom did the same thing, was we watched, like, Extra or E! online, like, the live Mm -hmm. feed. We rewound the live feed to see when we were behind, like, Jessica Alba and stuff like yeah. that. And we're just, we're there. We're just walking yeah. around in the back, background. Background? Nope. Um, <laughs> and you could see us just kind of being in everyone's way, yeah. and, like, checking phones and then talk to each other and looking for a way out that wasn't the way into the theater. Right. <laughs> it was a debacle. So we're doing all that stuff. And what I realized when watching the majority of the people – who interview people, I just have no interest in the conversation mm-hmm. whatsoever. I feel like it's boring and they just have these like plastered on smiles and no one really cares about what anybody else has to, has to say. And I can't say them by name, but there are people who do a great job at that. And I think they'll mm-hmm. have jobs for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And I think even if you weren't well versed in like traditional ways of talking to people, oh, hi, coffee. Um, I think you'd be interesting because you kind of treat everyone like they're your friend. Right. And I think that's a good thing that you'd bring to the sur la table there. I think I would be good at this just because I basically talk for a living. Yeah. You know, I see people all day long. I think I could do a really good job. You should have a show like that barbershop show where you style people's hair and talk to them. I've thought about that, but I don't know. I don't what? know who I would be able to like get in my chair. Well, no one when you start. And then it's like one person introduces you to somebody else that they've worked with once and then you have several guests. I think you'd be able to do that. As long as like they were people who you wanted to talk to. Right. I feel like if you didn't want to talk to somebody, um it would come out very very quickly. Yeah, like I was thinking about it, and I'm like, could I interview um, Kim Kardashian or something? What would you say to Kim Kardashian? I feel like you don't have anything to say to Kim Kardashian. No, I don't. (laughs) So that wouldn't be... That would be an awkward, hey, Kim. (laughs) 
You're miming hair brushing with your hand. Hi. Hey. <laughs> nice to see you. Who would you want? Who's like the Who number one you person you want on? to interview? Oh, my God. Or to interview, rather. I don't know. I think Beyonce and Jay-Z would be fun. At the same time? Yeah. Sitting in simultaneous George barbershop Clooney. chairs? Yeah? Mm-hmm. All right. Just because he's a... He's just good looking. Okay. Well, do you see how so far the interest level for your interview show is, it's not at an all time high. It's not starting on a high note. Uh, I mean, there's, I I would have to see what kind of situation I was in. Yeah. Right now you're, you're cute, peppy hairdresser chick that wants to interview other good looking people. Okay. There has to be like a story that comes out of it. So people, all right, I'm Jay-Z. What do you, what do you want to talk about? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Jay-Z. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that I've been listening to your music since I was like seven years old. Yeah, thanks. The Rock. Oh. Yeah. Um, I really loved when you first came out with uh, Biggie Smalls and, you yeah. know, all those guys and, yeah. you know, being in New York and... Jay-Z. Tell me, uh, tell me a little bit about that experience. Uh, a little bit about my whole life up until right now? Jay-Z, tell me, tell me what it was that made you really want to get into the rap game. Well, for me personally, Jay-Z, it was probably the love for music. All right, and when did the love of music start for you? Well, for me, Jay-Z, probably 92 yeah. If not 87. That's cool. I don't know a lot about Jay. This is a bad impression. Yeah. yeah. I don't know a lot about Jay-Z. That's cool. So, again, tell me, how, how did you uh, meet uh, Biggie Smalls and all those guys? Um, There was a rollerblading competition in the early 90s. They weren't even out in the early 90s. Do you know that for sure? I'm <laughs> positive. When did they come out? I want to say like 97, 98. All right. There was a rollerblading competition in the mid to late 90s. And then... Uh, Biggie Smalls died in 95. Uh, there was a rollerblading competition <laughs> in the fall of 94 that we were all in. They've been friends since like 88. Right. But the... Which you could imagine... <laughs> discovering our mutual love for rollerblading competitions in the mid nineties was really where things took. These are the kind of things you find out by conducting in-depth interviews right. with artists. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm doing, uh, a little bit better than, uh, most people for their first interview. I think you're great. Let's go back yeah. to me. Let's go back to Mike Falzone. Mike Falzone. Interview, pretend that we're um, lost on the red carpet, the Sin City red carpet, and then you catch my eye and you're asking me questions. So, Mike Falzone, what brings you out here tonight? Well, I was in the middle of a rollerblading competition, mm-hmm. and the finish line was just up the street where Sunset meets Zelbardine Boulevard. Hollywood Boulevard. That one. And then when I skated across the finish line, I just, I happened to stumble over this red carpet. In a suit. That's amazing. That's how, that's our uniforms for this particular roller, rollerblading competition team. That's really great. We're Who are you most? suitors. 
I'm sorry. Inline suitors. Sorry. Uh, wonderful. Wonderful. Yep. Uh, so who are you most excited to see tonight? Um, I'm most excited to see whoever has the big novelty prize money check for the this inline skating competition. You are aware that this is the Sin City premiere. Also right? Jessica Alba. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Now, are you have you seen the first movie? Yes, several times. Yes. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that experience. Uh, I favorite? think it's great. I felt like a like a fraud on the red carpet because I had never read the comic books. Mm. And I forgot that there were comic books. Mm-hmm. And then I overheard a bunch of other people asking those questions and I'm like, dude, I'm just a simple fucking rollerblader, dude. I don't, right. I don't you right. know, subscribe to the fact that every rollerblader has to be well-versed in the comic book world. Right. Right. I'm trying to break stereotypes. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be the one world champion inline competition roller suit wearing competition rollerblader mm-hmm. that, you know, I'm, I'm not your mom's, I'm not your mother's suited championship inline competition roller skater is what i'm saying i break the mold thanks so much for the interview thank Um, you we've got a lot of people ahead of us uh this now unfortunately i would say this has been uh really great it was really nice seeing you i hope you enjoy your movie and don't go out to dinner all (laughs) right now mystery guitar man (laughs) i would say the ending i I would say as an interviewer you've grown leaps and bounds since Mm. the beginning of the show thank you and now i feel like the only thing working against you is your choice of people to interview because there you are at the sin city premiere and you find the only guy with with rollerblades on and that that isn't going to contribute to that's going to get you fired day one i mean i'm there's so many other people to interview. I, I don't think I'm going to get fired day one. I'm sure that they would give me at least another chance. That would be the charity interview. Right. Like all the people who actually interviewed us. Right. <laughs> it was like the one piece of charity work that they did for that day. Right. And then they it just peppered in. Wait, who else interviewed you? I thought it was just the Cinefix. It was just them. Yeah. Anyone who took a picture of us, right. that was like, I. that's that, what I yeah. felt in the line. Those were like charity flashes. Right. I don't even know if the image was captured. They just pressed the button that makes the flash go off. Yeah. Like, okay. What was, what was really funny is that um, I had said to to some of my coworkers that we were talking about it, and they were like, how was that? And I was like, it was kind of weird. I was like, no one knew who we were. Mm-hmm. It was like, flash, flash, flash. We stepped onto the carpet, and it was like, stop. Yeah. Like, there were no more flashes. None of that was even going on, and they were all laughing. It right. was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. We just got to work towards giving them a reason. We just got to. <laughs> we, we, we just have to work towards giving uh, them a reason to take our picture and get paid for it. That's right. Important. Maybe. Well, I'm going to start asking questions. Yeah. Uh, Julian... Or Hannah, I always mess this up, and I still will mess it up every time. So I'm sorry. Um, who would your dream be- breakfast buddy be? It wouldn't have to be family and friends. Oh man, I feel like anything related to it's hard to mess up breakfast. Who would your dream breakfast person be? Mm. Who was known for like anybody known for making breakfast on TV? Jamie Oliver. I don't know. I don't know, man. I always, I feel like we always get, oh, that's very nice of you. Well, then we have dream breakfasts or a day. 
Aaron doing? Because we have breakfast together all all the times. Well, not all the times. Well, whenever we can. Yeah. I feel like that we always get asked questions like this, and I feel like that's a question you got to... I'm not good at coming up with a quick answer for mm-hmm. who would your dream breakfast date be. I would have to sit down. I would have to run through several breakfasts in my head. Scenarios. Scenarios. Maybe one of them is, you know, we're going dead or alive. Right. And then I say, hey, John Lennon, I would love to have breakfast mm-hmm. with you. And then we get there. This hey, is Johnny dream Cash. Fantasy. Right, sure. And then we go to brunch and, like, Johnny Cash or Lennon is there like drinking all the mimosas, all the right. bottomless mimosas. Right. And you're like, well, chill out. I'm trying to, there's a lot we got to go over. Right. And then maybe that those aren't the dream. And that's how you come up with your dream scenario. Mm-hmm. And I haven't invested that much time in it yet. I haven't either. Well, Servator, Serv- wow. <laughs> Servatorix asks, yep. why does sick happen? And how do you stop it? Well, sometimes you swim in Venice Beach. Hashtag I'm scared. Hashtag scared. And then sometimes, well, don't do that. Mm-hmm. And then don't, um, if somebody's sneezing, just like close your mouth when they're trying to sneeze in your mouth to get you sick on purpose. Mm-hmm. And those are two things that I wish that I had followed. Don't take care of that other person that's sick. Yeah. Which I tried to do. And don't kiss them while you're trying to make them better. Yeah, I also did that. Well, you would get real sad and then I would try to cheer you up with sweet kisses. Yeah, that's and then really nice. Next thing you know, I have uncontrollable fountain of boogers coming out of my nose. Right, right. So I'm really t- sorry I got you sick. Hey, listen, it's my own fault. Yeah. It's not your fault. All right. Well, Losing Lara asks Favorite holiday? I, I pick Halloween, mainly because it's my birthday, but also because it's awesome. Happy birthday for you? the Halloween. Halloween yeah. birthday. My grandma had a Halloween birthday. Interesting. Um, I don't know. I loved Halloween because it's very close mm-hmm. to my birthday. So whenever right. we used to have birthday parties, which wasn't very often because, mm-hmm. you know, being the most popular kid in school, it was hard oh. to... Uh, get a lot of people to my house for a Halloween themed party. But right. we had um, themed parties all the time. Like we would have pin the tail, pin like the bones on the skeleton. Playing with your mom and dad. Yeah, just, yeah. and you know, I would get frustrated and I'd be like, I don't want to wear the blindfold. And then the game would be significantly easier. Right. After that, um, there would be a lot of candy in the goodie bags type situations. Mm-hmm. Which were all great. Mm-hmm. Leaves on the f- ground, sockier in the backyard. Yeah, I mean, just the smell of fall, the yeah. colors. Yeah, that being said, probably Christmas. Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving? <laughs> yeah. You well, do Thanksgiving actually, with Zoya is a nice thing because you like to challenge yourself to make all the Thanksgiving food, and then um, you do it. I like to cook. Yeah, you're I very do. good. I think... Um, Last year's Thanksgiving dinner was very yummy. Yeah, very small. Yeah. Me and Zoya and the cast of the Roommate podcast there. Mm-hmm. Adventures uh, of Roommating. Adventures in Roommating. Mm-hmm. We're uh, just eating foods Yeah. that Zoya made. They were great. I'm pretty excited that the holidays are coming back around. Yeah, they are. They do every year. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, Kamal asks. Hey, Kamal. Well, he says, God damn it, Mike, how did what did you go and do that for? First of all, watch your mouth. 
Second of all, I don't know what you're talking about, so we can't continue this conversation. What is that Why referring to? Why did you get to? sick? I don't know, man. It was my fault. Remember when you were sick and I put sheets all over the couch and I was like, I hope that you're comfortable watching TV. Yeah, because our couch somehow gets like an inferno. Yeah. Our couch holds heat. Heat. It's crazy. Like one of those hand warmers. It's like tweed or something. I don't know why that happens. I don't either. So anyway. That was the thing. Sorry to cut you off. That was the thing my mom always did was she put sheets on the couch Mm -hmm. and it would instantly make the couch way, way more comfortable. Mm -hmm. Always. mm. Well, hey. Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what happened just there. Was that a spit down the wrong pipe type situation? It was weird. Anyway. Yeah. It, uh. Because the sheets keep it nice and cool. And when you have a fever and you're not feeling that great, just feels nice. It's like laying on a, laying on a pillow, kind of. Almost. Laying on a bedroom pillow. Yeah. If you've never done it, go ahead and try it. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan asks. Jonathan. So good to see you, dude. First of all, he states that he's definitely too late, but you definitely aren't. Too late for what? Asking questions? Yeah. Nope. Um, what are your favorite episode episodes <laughs> of the 10 minute podcast? Oh man. Hashtag dough goats. Got boyf. Got boyf is a good one. Um, my favorite go-to for a long time. Speaking of Halloween was, I don't know what it's called. Adults on Halloween or yeah, something like that. That was hysterical. Absolutely hilarious. And I'll give you one more. There's one that they just came out with. That's it's kind of, <laughs> It takes a weird, disgusting turn, but did you hear the one where Will Sasso is um, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Chris D'Elia is Jean-Claude Van Damme, and they're talking about their pets? No. It's fucking so good. I'm going to have to listen to Such a to great show. One. Ten-minute podcast. If you go subscribe to them, let them know that, that uh, we sent you yeah. at 10minpod yeah. on Twitter. And um, if you'd like to ask us questions... It's hashtag WW, nope, it's nope. at WW Coffee Girl and at Mike Falzone. Yeah. Hashtag WTOP. Yep. That's, That's that. Great. Matthew Palka asks. Everyone do it. Everybody Palka. What's your latest, hey, shh, don't. Lady A runs into Lady B in Santa Monica, and she's telling her a story about how her son hit her other son in the head with a baseball bat on yeah. accident. Just and kids being kids. Just split him right open. Oh. And she's so thankful that she lives on the right side of town because if she took him to the emergency room, the stitches would have been awful, but plastic surgeon opened up the office for her to get her son's stitches and it look fine. Like, yeah. regardless, kid's going to have a scar. Sure. No matter what. What did it look bad? Did he look like he a- had a bandage over it? It was like nothing. Yeah. But like, what's up with my side of town? We yeah. all live in L.A. It doesn't matter where you are. It's like plastic surgery, capital of America, sure. of the world. So it's more like, thank God we could afford the plastic surgeon. So when hey. our kids <laughs> hey, are sh- wielding baseball bats, right? That's probably for the best. When boys are going to be boys, right? I'd yeah. rather just um, 
maybe give the kid karate lessons so there's a wooden baseball bat coming. You either chop it in half or ninja duck out of the way. Right? That'd be good. Yeah. Train the kids to not hit each other with baseball bats. That's what sucks so much about being a kid is, like, you don't – you get so hurt all the time yeah. just because you don't know that you can get hurt all the time. Well, you know, it's it's funny because – my brother and I have matching scars from a broom that I hit him first, and then he hit me right back. Beautiful. I have a scar on my ear from my sisters busting it open, getting it caught between the door and the dresser, hmm. chasing them around. Jeez. Yeah. I, All um, things I should have probably had stitches for. We didn't get stitches. No, I didn't get stitches until get. I was, like, senior in high school yeah. or something. That's what happens when you have, you know... Parents from the old school. Well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, what was your worst injury that you had that, like, you didn't get any kind of medical attention for? Oh, my God. Do you remember? I remember mine. I was uh, at a, a picnic, mm-hmm. and I was playing softball with a bunch of other uh, small dudes. I think we were all, like, 12. Mm-hmm. And some kid... You know how they always fucking tell you if you play any kind of baseball, like, don't let go of the bat, drop mm-hmm. the bat, and run. Well, one right. of these little assholes, and I'll tell him to his face, I have no <laughs> idea who it was, uh, let go of the bat, metal bat, and I was, like, up next or whatever. Mm-hmm. Metal bat hit me in the side of the head at a giant goose egg and was a sleepy McGillicuddy for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And most definitely had, like, a little tiny concussion. Absolutely. But, uh... One of many throughout yeah. the years that <laughs> left completely untreated. And that's bad. That's very bad. Yeah. I mean, there were plenty of times that I, like, f- had fallen off my bike and, like, all of that. I think uh, when I shattered my kneecap, when I, I did a number on my, on my knee mm-hmm. in high school playing softball on the blacktop at school. Yeah. Did you go to the... You went to the hospital for that, though, right? I yeah, but they they had an ambulance come to the school, <laughs> and my mom's like, "Don't put her in the ambulance. I'm gonna send someone to come and pick her up." So my aunt came to get me. Ambulance. <laughs> yeah, my aunt, my aunt D came to get me, and they brought me home, and my mom wasn't gonna take me to the emergency room. No. And my grandmother is the one that made her take me. Yeah. <laughs> and sure enough, I tore my ACL, I tore my meniscus, I shattered my kneecap. Ugh. Yeah, it was it was serious business. Yeah. Oof. Moving on. Very bad. What was your hey don't moment? I don't know if I have one. I really wasn't annoyed by anything in particular this week. There was one hypothetical situation that we came up with, but we were in a good mood, so no one actually pissed us off. It was the uh, when we were in the Hard Rock Cafe, for whatever reason, there were fire alarms going oh, yeah. off anywhere, and we were talking about how, like, since Hard Rock Cafe is such like a touristy place, you just knew for a fact that there was somebody writing Yelp reviews of somebody who like didn't like their Cajun fries or whatever. And halfway through their Yelp review, they're like, and then the fire alarm started going off and it wouldn't stop. Right. Ruin the vacation. Right. I would say that's kind of, I know people do stuff like that, mm-hmm. but since we didn't really see it happen, it's kind of shitty of us to assume that right. people were writing horrible Yelp reviews <laughs> based on based on something yeah. we, we don't really know is actually happening. 
<laughs> so, I mean, that's my kind of like half-assed Haitian. Yeah. I'm sure when I get healthier and especially this weekend going out into the world and having interactions with lots of strangers that I'll have lots more to bring you next week right. when we get back. Or maybe actually next week will most likely be a banked show mm-hmm. since I will be out of the country air. Country air. But uh, that next that show the week after is bound to be a bit of a doozy. I'm sure. Oh, the jazz band have yeah. found their way into the corner of our house again. Yeah. I'd like to say thank you for listening. Thank you so much, guys. I, I have an idea for the wrap-up of the show. Okay. But I would also like to say before that... Welcome back to the Friends of Friends podcast. Taking a couple weeks off. Yeah. Then getting real real with it. I texted Byron. I was like, do you guys have a fucking show anymore or what? And he was like, yeah, we got an episode coming out this week. Awesome. Sometimes you just got to take a break, man. It gets exhausting. Abs- it absolutely does. Putting out sure. stuff Your every podcast, week. Yeah. Um, I, I actually s- called Byron and I left him a pretty... What I thought was pretty funny. Uh, voicemail. Yeah. And then he got back to me and he said that he needed to figure a few things out and um, that they had a bit of a, a break to figure things out, but kind of not doing it on a weekly basis anymore. Yeah. Which is a little bit sad for me because it was like my enjoyment on Wednesday morning to drive in to work with it playing and I would giggle. It's very nice to have something like that, you know, is going to be out at around a certain time every Mm -hmm. week, Mm -hmm. but it's so much more important to, to make sure you enjoy that thing and have the thing be good and have, uh, like pride behind it because then (laughs) you're, you're so excited to show everybody what you made. And it's so much better than just making something and, you know, for... Just going through the motions. Yeah. Right. Just because you need to get something... You feel like you need to get something out. When in reality, none of us need to do anything. Right. You just be proud of what you make. Right. And then be proud to put it out. I would like to... Before we get into the Patreon stuff and the plugs at the end, I would like to have you do an official wrap-up of the show as your sign-off for being an interviewer person so this is the word on the <laughs> this is your show and you're the interviewer and you this is the official wrap-up for the show okay guys thank you so much for tuning in today um we had a blast i hope you enjoyed yourself and until next time this has been zoya pretty good thank you you guys we just want to say thank you yeah to everyone that, you know, keeps this free for us to keep doing for you. <laughs> I'm terrible at this this part of it. That's but, okay. yes, we have people that sponsor us every week, and we thank you so, so, so much. Yeah. It is so greatly appreciated. Uh, we'd like to give our $10 group a shout-out and remind you guys that if you're part of the $10 group, um, stick close to your email. We give you information so you could Skype us every week if you'd like. Thank you so much for your continued support. Kodehi. Thank you so much, Cody. Go Brad ahead. Cover. Uh, who, I hope you had a lovely trip to the United States and America. Uh, Joseph Palka. 
Everybody, Palka. Everyone, Palka. You're doing it. Why shouldn't everybody else? Right. You and your brother, Matt, uh, who asked us the question and also put out his own Hey, Don't video uh, very recently. Looking forward to seeing it, Matt. Matthew Godman, Mr. Matt God, thank you so much. Thanks. Uh, Kamal. Kamal. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Stephen Kelly, thank you so much. Stephen Kelly. Taylor Van Glider. That is a cool name. Taylor Van Glider. She sounds like a toy maker from the 50s. No, she sounds like a gladiator Van from the Glider. 90s. 90s? <laughs> <laughs> like from a, the nineties, uh, American Gladiator, American Gladiator. <laughs> uh, Stephen G, thank you so much. Stephen Hanning, thank you so much. And Adrian Crovetto, thank which you. Which I'm now almost positive that I'm saying correctly. I think you messed it up. Yeah. Um, as always, we have our. Well, as always, uh, as of recently, we have our welcome to your mailbox. People who we've been... What is happening I'm so over sorry. There? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Stop moving around. The show's not over. Goodness gracious. Um, we have our welcome to the welcome to your mailbox crew that we've been sending actual physical letters to. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for all your love and support. And seriously, thank you guys for um, giving back to the show. And we hope that we've been able to entertain you every week. My name is Mike Falzone. And I'm Zoya Thachi, a.k.a. Coffee Girl. Yeah, I put our new videos on YouTube.com backslash Mike Falzone every Tuesday, Tuesday and every Friday. And every Friday. And also, there's a bunch of, like, T-shirts and posters and music and all kinds of things you can get. On DFTBA.com. Yeah, there's also a link on MikeFalzone.com. Right. All right, guys. You guys, thanks so much. Enjoy. Yeah.